Welcome back. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Karami. And this is Too Good to Be True. And this week, I'm going to be talking about George Santos, who, if you're familiar, is an American politician. Yay. And, <laughs> yay! Politics! Yeah. Some, I'll tell you what, it was kind of excruciating to get through this because some of it was kind of like boring, mm-hmm. but it, it's not too bad. There's enough exciting things to like, you know, even it out. Even it out, yeah. So, good old George was the U.S. representative for New York's 3rd Congressional District. So... That's that's his political, you know, that's what he was doing. <laughs> Some background information. He was born George Anthony DeVolder Santos on July 22nd to Fatima Aziza Caruso Horta DeVolder. Holy crap. I know. Okay. Jarcino <laughs> Antonio Dos Santos Jr., who was known as Junior. His family is from Brazil. His mother immigrated to the U.S. in 1985 as a migrant worker who was, like, picking beans. Okay. Cool. (laughs) She later moved to New York City where she worked as a housekeeper, cook, and nanny. And the father was a house painter. He has one sister who's younger than him whose name is Tiffany. He attended schools in Queens, New York, growing up, and then got his GED. In 2008, he moved to Brazil to be with his mom for a bit because she was back there, and I don't specifically know why, but he was there until 2011 and then moved back to New York City. But while he was in Brazil, he had done some bad things. Oh. So he had an ongoing check fraud case against him when he left there. Oh, we'll come back to that. Okay. So in New York, he worked several jobs. I'm going to list some of them before he like started his campaigning and everything. Um, October 2011 to July 2012, he worked as a customer service rep at a call center for Dish Network. Gross. Yeah. I know you've worked in call centers. Not the most fun. One. I worked in one call center. And I don't think I was even there for a year. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. I've never done it, but my sister did, and it doesn't seem fun. It wasn't bad when I first started doing it, but then they started adding more and more bullshit to it and making it worse and worse until I was just, I didn't care anymore. And then... I that's one job I actually got fired from because I just literally didn't give a single shit anymore and was just saying whatever was coming into my mind and they were like you can't talk like that to customers and I was like yeah I think I can I I just did didn't I (laughs) I feel like a lot of people have that same sentiment like I've known a couple people that worked in those type of jobs and then early 2013 he worked for Hotels Pro a subsidiary of Met Global which I don't even know what that is. And I tried looking it up, and I was like, I don't know. He moved to Orlando, Florida, to work at a new office they had opened up down there. And then in 2017, under the name George DeVolder, he worked for LinkBridge Investors. 
he stated in his 2019 campaign disclosure that he was the vice president, but the president of the company says he worked for them freelance on a commission. Mm-hmm. No, they're so, very different things. Yeah, that's like two totally different things. A press release for Linkbridge referred to him as their New York regional director. I don't know. Okay. November 2019, he started his first campaign for Congress. January 2020, he worked for Harbor City Capital, a Florida-based alternative investment firm. A year and a half after Santos started there, the SEC filed a civil suit against them with the accusation that the company was running a, guess it, Ponzi scheme. I didn't guess it. Seven Call me off guard. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm too busy looking at this flag. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, a $17 million Ponzi scheme. So, $17 million. Yeah. June 2020. Did he, wait. Was there a part in there where he got a college education that I missed? No. Okay, because then how was he working for investment? Okay. <laughs> You just wait. We're going to find out all the great stuff about him. I don't know. I thought maybe my flag watching was making me miss some power. No, no. You, you did not miss anything. January 2020, he worked for this harbor city capital, like I was saying, and then they got shut down because they were found to be a Ponzi scheme. And then in June 2020, also under the name George DeVolder, he opened a Midtown Manhattan Manhattan office for them and quickly became the firm's New York regional director. But it's all confusing because, like, he should have been informed that all that stuff was going on and they were getting shut down. And so, like, the whole thing is really confusing. It says that he wasn't named in the suit, like, personally, and publicly denies knowing of the fraud even occurring. Who knows? So, I don't know. And then documents show that he was paid by them up until April of 2021. So it's like, I don't know. It's very, like, wishy-washy. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you can't say one way or the other. Because, to be fair, if my bank was engaging in any type of fraudulent activity, I'd have no idea. Like, why would I know that? I didn't just book loans. I... I have to book loans. You're just pissed off. That's my life. (laughs) I wouldn't know, you know, because I don't work in accounting. I don't see the actual money coming in and out. Well, the funny thing is, even though he was still getting paid up until April 2021, he had told people differently. He told them he had been let go due to conflicts with his political activities. Okay. But he was still getting paid. So, like, okay. And the company's founder says that Santos was definitely one of the employees that got noticed that everything had, like, been frozen mm-hmm. in the company when all that shit went down. So it's like, okay. And an investor that Santos had brought in to the company even claims that Santos caught him crying over personally losing money because of the Ponzi scheme bullshit so i don't know like he was like boo you're not sure yo they took my money <laughs> i i stole from other people and then they stole from me oh it's so sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Then after that, he decided to start his own business, as they do, you know? Okay. <laughs> Called Devolder Organization. He was the sole owner. Owner came, Now I'm doing a can't talk right <laughs> Owner. And... <laughs> And very Minnesotan of you. It was. So it was like he's the sole owner. <laughs> anyway. And management, which he has said was a, and he said it was a family owned business company, whatever, and that it managed 80 million in assets. I don't fucking avoid. And you know what? Whatever. I feel like, honestly, he was talking out his asshole. He's lying. But that's that support. Devolder organization was listed as a capital introduction consulting firm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't quite understand it. And it says that these type of firms like make like um like an offer, I guess, on someone's behalf or something. They're like the middle man, I guess, or whatever. Like, I don't know. It kind of like, it seems pointless, but kind of like, I don't know. We call a consultant in when like you need a little bit more information on how to better run things. So they're the ones that, you know, when these call consultants that yes. you're like, oh, jobs are getting lost here because they're the ones that figure out where to cut things, where to add things. Yeah, so I could see it being the middleman. I I was kind of wondering how they were like an investment place themselves, being consulting. But yeah, it said that like money managers were like being introduced to hedge fund clients, and I don't know. It's a bunch of like I don't understand it, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the way that they do it, I guess, is without violating any type of SEC rules regarding fund marketing, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Whatever. The company was based out of New York, but was registered in Florida. So there's first red flag, <laughs> you know. There were a lot of inconsistencies, like Santos saying he earned 750000 as his salary from the company and dividends of one to five million, but also had the estimated value of the company listed as the same value. Oh, okay. So it's like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. No, also no clients were listed on his financial disclosure forms that he has to fill out for his campaign. So it's like, if they had no clients, how is he making money? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Dunn and Bradstreet, a financial consulting firm, estimated DeVolder's revenue at less than 50000 even though he was saying he was earning 750000 which is like, that's a big difference. That's a huge discrepancy. Yeah, big time. He also listed himself as the registering agent, which can only be done... If he were to live in Florida, because that's where it was registered, but he wasn't, <laughs> and he used a false address that was at one point used by Harbor City, the other place that he worked for's chief tech officer. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. He does. 
like I said, he does a lot of weird shit. Well, it sounds like he knew nobody was going to be there because that company had the suit. Had already so Yes, and he figured no one's going to check it out. Right. You know what I mean? He aligned himself with Donald Trump. Great. Was even the president of a New York re-election group called United for Trump. And he attempted to set up an LLC for the group, asking members to raise $20,000 for some big rally they were going to have. But members were questioning, like, why such a large amount? And the event had never ended up taking place then, because obviously they couldn't get what they supposedly needed raised. And it only did end up raising $645, (laughs) which is not a lot. Let's be real. When he was asking people to raise 20,000 and they only raised $645, that's a, that's a big difference. It's probably all his money. (laughs) I mean, could have been, but the even funnier thing is the whereabouts of those funds are unknown. So like who even knows what happened to him? He probably took him. Let's be real. He probably took him. All right. <laughs> just can't sometimes with these things. His 2020 campaign, he ran as a Republican for the U.S. House of Representatives in York's third con- congressional district against Democrat Thomas Suozzi, who was favored to win. Now, normally... They would not have taken an unknown candidate with so little experience. But this was during the time of the pandemic. (laughs) We still were like, we got to take what we can get. Exactly. (laughs) So there was little interest in the race at this time because, you know, people were. People were making sourdough and (laughs) (laughs) watching the Tiger King. Come on. I mean, honestly, that's what people were doing. That's that's not a lie. Politics. What do we care? We... (laughs) We we just care about what's happening in this house. Is there toilet paper? That's all we need to <laughs> That's know. all we need to know. Who has the toilet paper and where can we get it? Yeah, I know. I was obviously still living with my mom at the time in the house that we were sharing. And <laughs> the one day she came home with some toilet paper. <laughs> I found out why. And it was like, when somebody had struck gold. Gold. Exactly. She and she's like, guess what I got? Look here, you know. I was like, oh, good. You can stop piping her asses with paper towel. I know, right? Honestly, it was a time to be here. (laughs) So no other candidates put their names in, and therefore Santos was the only nominee. Like I said, Suozzi was favored to win, but even so, Santos did his best that he could anyway because... You know, you kind of have to, you know, you're supposed to just not do anything, just not even put in the effort. He raised funds, spoke to donors, and even attended some phone banking sessions at Mar Largo with Trump's children. Fancy, fancy. (laughs) Do you want to hang out with? And this impressed the Republican Party officials. Well, it doesn't take much. It doesn't, honestly. He was known to exaggerate his fundraising totals with there being a huge contrast between what he said and what was reported in his campaign financial disclosures. 
we'll get into more of that later. Also, like he just doesn't want to admit he's a big fat loser. True. <laughs> Zero, oh, the other kids can't play with me. The other kids won't play with me. Yeah, that's that's him. Exactly. Suozzi himself had no doubt that he would defeat Santos, stating the facts that he was not well-funded and was not even registered to vote in the district as two reasons why he didn't think he would win. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to beat his ass. <laughs> no. And when this was brought to reporters' attention, Santos claimed to live at a different address once again. <laughs> hey, it's a repeating pattern. <laughs> That turned out to be his campaign treasurer's address, not his actual address. All right. But because they were questioning him, like, hey, you're not even registered to vote in the congressional district that you are running for, you know what I mean? They're like, hey, this is weird. Yeah. Suozzi, I cannot say this man's name, also stated that Santos came across as phony in all of their joint campaign appearances. They didn't even do, you know how like most campaigns do like research and like trash talk the other person and all that BS. Yeah. They didn't even bother doing that and did no opposition research because they saw it as counterproductive. Who didn't? The other guys campaign team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They didn't do any counter, per, like, they didn't do any opposition research and said that they didn't even want to draw attention to Santos, even if it was negative, because they were favored to win anyway. So, why yeah. any press and good press? So. They figured, why waste their time? Like, these guys are just a work ass loser. I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, it's a waste of our time. He's not going to win anyway. So Suozzi did end up winning 55.9% to 43.4%, a margin of about 46,000 votes. But even though Santos lost, Republicans were happy about his performance. Why, I don't know. And even so, Santos refused to accept defeat. And like his good old buddy Trump... Claimed the vote totals have been rigged. Jesus Christ. Somehow. God, some people just cannot lose. Some people really? just cannot lose with grace. They just cannot lose with any kind of dignity. They can't be like, oh. It's so true. You know, race, well-raced, you know, congratulations, yeah, move on. you win. Like, yeah. Nah. Nah. They lied. They made it up. I'm the real winner. No, I'm not. You're not. You're still a dork. He thought he was <laughs> the real winner. And then that's the thing with these people is like so many, this is, this is why like this country has been pissing me off basically since the initial Trump era, because it's like everybody hardcore decided that their political belief is their entire fucking personality. personality. You know, and that's like, so true. They just go into this shit. They're just like, oh, he, it was definitely stolen. It was definitely rigged. No, no. Like, go touch some fucking grass, okay? There's more to life than whether you're a Democrat, 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 Democrat or Republican. Like, yeah. Or, you know, anything else. Or like, Aryan. Truly. Or yeah. Whatever. But, like, come on. Like, you can have your beliefs and you don't need to make that your entire goddamn life. Like, the people, when you go on Facebook and there's, like, a fucking cat video and somehow someone has brought up Biden and it's, like, a cat. Yeah. Like, how did you even get there? How did... 
What mental gymnastics are you going, are you going through to get to get a cat, cat to Biden? To, this is why everything's so bad under Biden. Like, shut the fuck up. That's why I don't even bother anymore. Like, I can't even tell you what my political leanings are because I just hate them all. It's so frustrating. I'm getting political at this point. Like, I don't want to deal with any of y'all. Like, let's just start a whole new government. That's a thought. <laughs> Honestly, come on, guys, we ride it on. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> everything and create a whole new government. Yeah, I, that sounds like a plan. So, as we were saying, we got a little sidetracked. Santos refused <laughs> to accept defeat, and he hired more staff and raised more money for a recount. In was the six hundred and forty-five dollars? <laughs> no. I think it was more than $645. He insisted that half the Democratic, Democratic now I can't even say, say it, ballots be thrown out and refused to leave the orientation session that they have for new members of Congress, even when the victory was announced and certified as being for the Democratic candidate, you know, Susie. So I'm like, seriously, just let it go. Get a grand, just hold it. <laughs> Yeah. Very quickly after his loss, Santos began raising money to run again for the 2022 campaign. He formed the JADS PAC, which is like basically his name. JADS PAC? Yeah, it's his name. Like G-A-D-S is his name. George... Anthony Toller, Santos, whatever. Political Action Committee. <laughs> That's what it stands for. So he organized that. And I don't know if you know much about political action committees, but a federal multi-candidate PAC may contribute to candidates as follows. I'm going to give me a little bit of facts here. 5000 to a candidate or candidate committee for each election. Primary and general elections count as separate elections. 15000 to a political party per year and 5000 to another PAC per year. PACs may make unlimited expenditures independently of a candidate or political party. But there are, like I said, there's all those other rules. Like, you can only do this, 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 and limits on stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, all that stuff bores me to tears. I'm sorry. My most recent ex was, like, big into politics. Like, to the point where that's not what he studied in school, but he actively thought about doing politics stuff. And he used to just rattle on about it, like, constantly. And I would just be like, okay, uh, all right, it's wonderful. There was a whole thing. My birthday couldn't even be celebrated because my birthday fell on election day. Oh, for God's sake. He had to be up bright and early and basically ignored me for my entire birthday because he was watching election stuff. Yeah. Are you serious? It was great. That's kind of a little taking it way It was. It was a bit serious. Nuts. Like, I still am just like, wow, that's so boring. And I'm glad, happy for you that you love this, but this is so boring. There was one point where... He was kind of rattling on about something. We were at one of his friends, and his friend looked at me, and he's like, so are you tired of hearing him talk about politics yet? I'm like, oh, if you yeah. have no idea. That's <laughs> probably what you were thinking. Yeah. People were even quoted as saying George never really stopped being a candidate. He just, he just kept going, even though 
didn't lose. <laughs> he once again spent time at Marlago raising money, you know, with the fancy people. Mm-hmm. One of his early supporters was this Elise Stefanik, who was a New York Republican. Endorsed, she endorsed him in August 2021. And later tweeted that she helped him raise over a hundred thousand at a lunch fundraiser. Whoop de doo. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> in mid-2021, one of his advisors found out about his connections to Harbor City and the shady business practices that they had. This made some Republicans have reservations about Santos. Okay, so yeah, Republicans. He, at one point, also claimed to be endorsed by Trump, which is found to be false. And I mean, didn't Trump endorse a fucking, like, Nazi or some shit? Like, he couldn't back this guy? <laughs> I don't know, but he probably did. Because that sounds like something he would do. His work history was also found to be hard to verify, and those close to Stefanik shared suspicions of false information on his part with her. Like, people who knew her were like, hey, just so you know, (laughs) (laughs) this guy doesn't look to be too truthful. You know what I mean? And and she probably felt stupid because she was like, well, I already gave, well, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Well, it's too late because I already did this and I have to raise money and, you know. Santos was then asked to share his resume with the group that he had made, you know, but he refused, saying the request was invasive. But it's like, you're You're running for public office. That's exactly what I said because I was telling my husband about this as I was writing this and I was like, how can you say something like that when you're running for a political office? All your shit's going to come out at some point. You need to... I mean, let's ask Trump. Put on your big all boy britches. come out at some point, sir? Yeah. It's like, put on your big boy britches and just... It's a question. Suck it up, you know? In late 2021, they ran... The campaign ran a vulnerability study on him, which I had to look this up because I was like, what the fuck is that (laughs) you know what i mean with his full permission and so i looked it up and it sounds like it's sort of like a risk assessment type of thing you know where you're just like okay so (laughs) you know are are we gonna lose out on this or like are we good (laughs) like i mean it makes sense i mean you don't want to put any money towards backing someone yeah gonna fail and or be a con man exactly but some of his staff were so shocked by some of the findings that they advised him to drop out of the race and of course santos refused stating he would show them documents to disprove the findings but he never actually did Many of those working for him resigned at this point when he acted like the information wasn't, like, a big deal. He was literally like, eh, but yeah. eh, you know what? It's fine, guys. It's fine. Just trust me. Trust bro. me. It's fine. Trust me, bro. <laughs> he just was, like, nonchalant. Like, oh, it's no big deal. Whatever. How do you mean they have really bad things on me? I'm a great guy. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> 
at this time, others involved in the Republican Party campaign started voicing their own concerns over Santos being revealed as a fraud. Even so, Stefanik helped him hire new staff who had a, who they had all signed non-disclosure agreements. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, NDAs really don't hold up when you go to court, my friend. Well, he thought he was doing a great thing, probably, but, you know. It means they can't talk to grandma about you. It doesn't mean they can't talk to the court about you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Things were being discussed privately amongst Republican officials were like his past employment, his schooling, and overall personal wealth. The thing is, everyone assumed that if all of these things were lies, it would have been uncovered in the previous 2020 election, but those people never did, like I said, oppositional yeah, research. They never gave it so, because he was such a loser. They didn't they worry like, about it. They didn't want to worry about it or waste their time. And these people are all like, oh, well, if he had done any of these things or he's lying or he's not being truthful, it would have came out before. So, like, this guy's getting, like, facts at this point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of sad. The other guy never did not seek re-election, the COZ guy. Mm -hmm. And Santos was unopposed for the Republican nomination. So he ran against Democrat, Democratic nominee Robert Zimmerman for the open seat. Zimmerman's campaign committee had access to a 78-page opposition research file on Santos. Plan. Some of the problems with Santos' background and, and other things were outlined in the file, including a probable criminal record, which we already know is truthful because Ew. we already talked about it in Brazil. All of these would have needed more research to prove or disprove, and that would cost thousands of dollars. So Zimmerman decided, eh, this guy just keeps getting free passive, like, at every turn. Zimmerman's like, nah, you know, that's, he had limited time, limited resources. So he decided to focus on voter outreach and advertising, rather than dragging smear campaign Santos through the mud. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, we don't need to do that. In September 2020, the North Shore Leader, a news publication that served wealthy communities on Long Island, came out reporting on Santos's employment with Harbor City and also raised questions about Santos's personal financial disclosure forms as well as his claims of being just overall a wealthy person. Okay. And then I like this bitch is <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think so. So this stuff is not checking out. The math ain't medicine. Yeah. In an October editorial, they endorsed Robert Zimmerman, saying Santos was bizarre, unprincipled, and sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They even made the bold statement of saying he was most likely a fake. Okay. Nothing else was brought up in the media. Wrong, though? No. <laughs> Nothing else was brought up in the media about any of these things until after the election. Lucky for him. Okay. <laughs> Campaign workers for Santos later stated the environment was toxic and that Santos was sloppy and unorganized, which, not surprised. He was also very high maintenance and demanding. And there was an aura of paranoia surrounding the campaign. These are all things that people, they, 
they talked to I mean, who the fuck was endorsing this guy then? Like, he sounds like a complete asshole and people are actually backing him. Yeah. And if you saw, like, if you saw, well, you'll have an opportunity after we're done here. But if you saw him or saw anything about him, you would know right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like, not good, not good vibe. And a big douchebag flag. Yeah, does he? This election ran very close, and Zimmerman had a lot of support from the Democratic committees, one of which spent $3 million in the 3rd congressional, congressional District race. But on the Republican side, the Congressional Leadership Fund, or CLF, spent $0. So the Democratic people spent money on Zimmerman, but the Republican people were like, nah. No, <laughs> no we're not going to spend our money on this guy. They did, however, support the 2nd and 4th District races. Oh, <laughs> but not his, which was the third con- congressional district. A source told the Times that the CLF had been informed of the problems with Santos, which is supposedly why they didn't. Well, yeah, I mean, Dermot told he's a fraud. I can't imagine it would be a good look for them to be like, well, let's back him. No, of course not. Yet Santos did ultimately end up winning his district with an 8% margin, helping the Republicans retake control of the House. His election made him the first LGBT non-incumbent Republican elected to federal office. That's what you want. That's that's what you want paving the way. Just right. Reserve. Like, we have picked a better one. Definitely all for that, but just not this man. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just not him. <laughs> now we're going to talk about it just this is where shit really goes crazy okay we're going to discuss all of the allegations of this of misconduct that came out during this time like the like four year period or whatever okay by George Santos so december 19th new york times reported santos had misrepresented many aspects of his life and career, including his education and employment. The Times had dug up dirt on those Brazilian check fraud charges also, which we know about because, you know, we're doing our research. His lawyer said that the Times was attempting to smear Santos's good name with these defamatory allegations. Telling the truth isn't a smear campaign. And I'm like, smear campaign? Like... Has to not be. He's a nobody. Do they really need to do that? That's what I was thinking to myself. I'm like, for what reason? Do you know what I mean? He came out of nowhere. Why do they need? Why would they need to smear his name? They're just telling what the facts that they have found. Yeah, you know what I mean. But once again, Santos did not bring forth any documents to support his claims. He tried to say, you know, like I said, his lawyers were saying, "Oh, this is like." This is false. You know, fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> December 21st, the forward and Jewish insider reported that Santos had lied extensively about his family's heritage. In 2020, Santos had claimed he was biracial, saying his Brazilian-born father had roots in Angola, which none of that could be confirmed. <laughs> Santos, who cares? Yeah. What, who cares? Who does care? But Racist, I guess maybe, I guess. But I guess they were just doing a, a bunch of research at this point because they knew he was like going around just bullshitting. 
Santos was raised Catholic, but had claimed at various different points in his campaign to be Jewish, Jew dash ish. <laughs> so like Jewish. What's what? Jew like no, oh, like slightly Jewish, Jew slightly kind of Jewish. He's kind of Jewish, a little Jewy. Uh, that's a weird. little bit. That's weird. I Half that. he used a lot of these different terms: half Jewish, a non-observant Jew, a proud American Jew, and a Latino Jew. These are all things that he said at some point. Okay, well, I get non-observant Jew, Jewish, but I mean, I'm still stuck on the Jew dash. Yeah. And in January 2020 appearance on Talking GOP, which is a cable TV show he co-hosted, Santos claimed his maternal grandfather grew up Jewish, converted to Catholicism before the Holocaust, and raised his children Catholic. Santos said, I'm Catholic, and that he was not trying to claim Jewish heritage, but also, I believe we are all Jewish at the end because Jesus Christ is Jewish. And if you believe in Jesus, and we're all brothers in Christ, I mean... That's like the quote that they have. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Ew. Was he even fucking saying? What does that even mean? And we're yeah. all Jew. What the hell? Like, I'm not Jewish. And we're... Oh my God. I can't. And I mean, not everybody even believes in God. I mean, have you heard of other religions, my guy? True. I, I don't know about him, honestly. Santos did not otherwise make much mention of his supposed Jewish ancestry into during his 2020 run at least but referred to it frequently in 2022 when all the candidates seeking democratic nomination to replace suozzi were jewish his his initial claims that his maternal grandparents were jewish holocaust refugees who fled soviet ukraine and german occupied belgium were false both his maternal grandparents were born in brazil i was gonna say make him take a dna test make him yeah. sit in a cup see what it says some contributors to the campaign did say they were motivated to give to him because of his claim to be Jewish and that they felt cheated. Yeah, I mean, well, that's because Jewish people are taught to help other people, but exactly. especially the fellow Jewish people. And so they probably thought, oh, we have to... This is only the beginning, you know what I mean, of his lies. And literally, the more I read about him, I was like, he's the type of person who just creates a narrative to fit whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. Yeah, and if he needed something from black people, he'd be like, I'm an eighth block. Exactly. <laughs> Whoever he's talking to, that's what he's going with. Do you know what I mean? 116 Chinese over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Chinese Jewish. Yeah. Native American. <laughs> oh my gosh. He even made up lies about his own mother. Because, you know. Why not, George? His campaign website said his mom was the first female executive at a major financial institution and that she worked in the South Tower of the World Trade Center and even stated she died a few years later after surviving the 9-11 attacks. Was she delivering an order of beans? <laughs> I mean, not to not migrant workers. There's nothing wrong with that, but like... I, I do... Just one become the other. Yeah, I 100% get what you're saying. He went so far as to write that 9-11 claimed his mother's life and in an interview stated she was caught up in the ash cloud but never applied for relief because the family was able to afford her bills. Dude, come on. That's just so disrespectful to lie about something. Exactly. 
Because this was a big deal to a lot of people. Yes. Well, to everyone in the human law. And he, there he really, really lost lives and family members. And he's... And there were people that experienced, yeah. like, long issues from the ash. From the ash, yeah. A 2000 visa set listed her occupation was domestic worker or home care nurse. So how do you go from, like you said, one to the other? You know what I mean? His mother did die in 2016. And a, a Brazilian paper said she was a cook at the time of her death. Hope she haunts his ass. I, I mean, truly. The priest at the family's Catholic church recalled they could not afford a funeral. And a collection was taken at a memorial mass and was given to Santos directly. He also had a friend set up a GoFundMe. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. He's a great guy. <laughs> there were also questions about his education. So here come the lies about college. <laughs> <laughs> You go to Yale. <laughs> Santos had claimed to have attended the Horace Mann School, an elite preparatory school in the Bronx, stating he had to withdraw due to family hardship. But the school has no records of Santos and under any of his names that he has used, because we know from before he did use several different names, like his mom's maiden name and other things. But they have no records of him under any of those names. They are adamant he never attended. Santos also claimed to have a bachelor's degree in finance and economics from Bar- Baruch College in New York City. Also stating he graduated in the top percentile of his class with a 3.89 GPA. Hmm. And that he was a star player on the volleyball team. I mean, he was really just... Just adding extra shit down, be extra believable, yeah. He was going ball. for it, for real. <laughs> Another claim was that he held a master's of business administration from nyu and to have scored a 710 on the graduate management test and to have paid off his college loans by 2020 does he not understand that all of that stuff is going to be documented somewhere if it's true if you have student loans it's for sure going to be documented somewhere correct i don't know i feel like he just had a problem he's a pathological pathological liar that Literally, I went back and forth on, like, okay, is he a pathological liar, or is she idiot. is an idiot, or he really, like, does he believe what he's saying, or is he just, I really doubt it. He's just like that door. Skating through what he's like. He's like that idiot on recess, you know? You're out to recess, and the guy's like, I can run a mile in under three minutes. I can run ten miles in under three minutes. Like, <laughs> no, you can't. Shut up. Yeah. He's crazy. He later admitted to lying about graduating or attending any college, period, saying he did so because of the expectation on society to attend college, but that he could not afford it. Well, I mean, there's no shame in that. You don't need to lie about it. I think you thought about it because you wanted to lie about it. I, I agree. I agree. I agree for sure. In an interview with Santos, Pierce Morgan asked why Santos thought he could get away with lying about his education in a congressional election. And Santos replied that since no one had raised any questions about those claims during his 2020 campaign, he believed they would not be an issue in a later campaign. 
Wow. Like straight up just like, well, I got away with it once. So why not? Santos then blamed his resume lies on the local Republican Party, saying in a February 2023 Newsmax interview, I would have never gotten the nomination from the Nassau County GOP if I had not concluded that I went to college. Okay. Um, Then don't run. (laughs) I know know that's true, and even if it was, then don't run with them or go independently or do something i don't know like gotta be something anything better than lying right then we get into the lies about his employment and we know he used various aliases including anthony devolder and anthony zabrowski was another one Hmm. a wikipedia page under devolder the last name devolder anthony devolder Claims he acted in Hannah Montana and the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. This one got me because I'm like, <laughs> for what reason would you need to lie about that? Hannah Montana. Like, I liked Hannah Montana. Really? I watched Hannah Montana. I did not watch The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I was all about Hannah, though. I was like right on the cusp. Yeah. Being like almost, almost too, old. too old, but like not quite. A guilty player. Like I think most. It's, I don't it's know. a fun watch. I know I watched it a couple of times. I tried to read it. And I was like in college for the nostalgia and I was just like, what the fuck is this? And now you're watching it going, oh my God. <laughs> like, why did I think why this was this good? grown man playing a 16 year old. I, yeah. True facts. <laughs> He also had claimed to have worked as a journalist for Brazilian media conglomerate Globo. Never heard of it. Could not find his name on the organization's website, though. Shocker. Told a roommate in late 2013 that he was a model who had worked at New York Fashion Week. Is he even cute enough to be a model? I feel like I've looked at him and he's not, but I could be wrong. You can tell he's had work done. Let's Uh, let's be real. called himself a seasoned Wall Street financier, an investor, and that he had worked for investment companies like Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, of which neither company has record of him. Hmm. Interesting. Once again, his campaign website said he was an associate asset manager in the real asset division of Citigroup, but the company had sold its asset management division in 2005 so that doesn't line up you know what i did what i'm an astronaut (laughs) kermie's an astronaut (laughs) y'all discovered a new black hole just the other day finding a new planet prove i didn't prove it prove it (laughs) and i didn't on a 2022 podcast Santos claimed he attended a conference seven years earlier while employed at Goldman, but the man who ran the conference said there was no record of him attending. Can we have a said conference? Oh my God, that would be entertaining. entertaining. He makes a total ass of himself. Yeah, (laughs) that would be entertaining. (laughs) Also, as we know, he worked as a customer service rep at the call center for Dish Network, which was that when he actually did that one? We know he did that, but it, it would have overlapped the time he claimed to have worked at Citigroup because he worked at Dish Network from October 2011 to July of 2012. Hustle. 
in multiple. I mean, he. I guess in reality, you can do that. I mean, you do that. I do that. But he clearly, he clearly didn't do that. I don't. I almost was like, oh, I do that. Like, oh, I do that. <laughs> he later told the post that that was a poor choice of words and that a different employer he had was in limited partnership with both of those companies. Liar. Liar. (laughs) He also, at one point, told prospective donors he was a producer for the musical Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark. (laughs) Does he think no one can fact check him? (laughs) No idea. Oh, God. But the problem is he lived in Brazil at the time when that show opened in 2011, and he it also would have overlapped his time working at Dish Network. So he wrote the script while he was at Dish. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> He's a multitasking He's genius. Multi-talented, multitasking, and just all around a great guy. <laughs> Many, and then we go into like some other, you know, various lies. Many people say that he claimed his family family was wealthy and he had real estate holdings in the U.S. and Brazil. He repeatedly claimed this during his 2022 campaign as well, stating his family owned 13 rental properties in New York, none of which were listed on his campaign's financial disclosure or in any type of public records. <laughs> Santos admitted to the Post at the end of 2022 that his claims were false and that he owned no properties. It's like, whenever he gets found out, he's like, yeah, yeah, I lied. Sorry. <laughs> you got I did that. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing he did was he claimed to be the victim of at least three crimes that he never reported. Now, I was not about to like, they had like paragraphs on this shit. And I was like, I ain't going into all that and telling you the details because like, really, it's not relevant. But one was a robbery. The other one was vandalism of an apartment that him and his partner lived in and the other one was a mugging but there's no reports of any of these incidents so why why did he even bring it up was he asked directly i have like no idea because why would you even randomly just talk about the victim like the victimization of yourself he also has lied about his health in october of 2020 he said he had both knees replaced due to the college volleyball team playing that he did that he didn't really do yeah earlier that year he had also claimed to have been diagnosed with a brain tumor and have received radiation treatment no details were ever given by his team or answered like no questions were ever answered about the tumor when people asked like just no answers were ever given that irritates me. I hate when people lie about their health like that. Oh, you're, just wait. You're, you're going to be more pissed you know, off. You don't take it for granted and you don't make shit up. I'm, as a chronically ill person, it's just one of those things that really, That's what I'm saying. as Peter Griffin would say, really grinds my gears. Grinds my gears. Exactly. Because here's the thing. He also claimed to suffer from an immunodeficiency and acute cr- chronic bronchitis. I'm not saying he did or he didn't, but I mean, the man is known to lie a lot. Chronic bronchitis. It's a little hard to hide that. He also stated that his family worked with an EB charity. His 2020 campaign bio claimed his family donated to charities directed towards 
I am gonna say this wrong big time. Epidermolosis bullosa. I know what it is. Listen, I know what it is. Are you okay? I know what it is. I just don't know how to say it. We're just going to call it EB because that's what most people call it. It's a rare skin disorder. It They like call it the butterfly skin. Did you ever hear of it? Kind of? It's like you have such fragile skin yeah, that it just it like breaks and heals and breaks off and it looks like you're like a, like, well, yeah, like the fragile. Um, fragile? Fragile. Fragile. You're like, it's, a, it's, like, it's almost like when people are like a burn victim and they're like, they have to like have their skin wrapped all the time. It's like paper thin skin. Yeah, yeah. I always just call it paper skin. Um, Yeah. He said that his family, you know, donated to charities for this disorder. But Vice News discovered that no one involved in any of those charities in the U.S. or Brazil had received contribu- contributions from or even heard of him under any of the names that he went by. During his 2022 campaign, the wording was changed to saying his family's charitable contributions were directed towards helping at-risk youth and America's veterans. Instead, oh, Mayor Smith did that when she said that she donated to Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and turned out she didn't. Uh, the Irish heirs. I was like, as we're saying it, I was like, who else lied about charitable donations? He also lied several times about where he lived, basically to fit whatever somebody questioned him about. Do you know what I mean? As we know, because it was stated several times before in what I was reading. Mm-hmm. And like, whenever he, he would just say whatever suited whatever the situation was. Like, if they were saying, that he was supposed to have resided in one place he'd say he did or like if he or the opposite whatever he needed to say at the time do you know what i mean whatever fit whatever narrative kind of idiot that you start like <laughs> saying things to him just to make him go oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah i did that and, and then you flip it around and you're like but actually it shows you <laughs> it's just to watch him swarm just just for funsies you know also he claimed in a November 2022 interview that he lost four employees in the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. The New York Times did not find any connection to Santos or any company he worked for to any of the 49 victims killed in the attack. This asshole just likes to capitalize on little tragedies. Oh, for real. Honestly. In a December 2022 interview, he changed the story to that he lost four people who were going to be coming to work for him at that organization. He started the Devolder organization, which, which he was starting up at that time. And it's like, but really, did you really? That girl doesn't have any pants. Oh my gosh. Really? I think she might be in a bikini. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I hope so. Honestly, it looks like she doesn't have any bottoms on. So... This is where we're going to get into the financial bullshit that he did. It's it's the more boring stuff, you know. It's not as salacious, but... So, we're going to investigate his campaign finances. During his 2020 campaign, one consultant who met Santos called him a walking campaign finance violation... If that doesn't say it all right there, I mean, come on. (laughs) 
he was always trying to come up with ways to get around restrictions, including having donors who were at their limit of money to give. He would have them donate to other Republicans, PACs, who would then donate the money back on to day. him. <laughs> like, for real? Like, yeah, yeah. That just seems like too much work. Okay, I have to bikini girl. I'm telling I think this I might, be the, oh my God, might be the same girl that you saw one day bolting across the lot and get into her car in a bikini. Yeah. I think she comes here and maybe she doesn't live here. I think she, I literally swim with it. She fucking runs. The only reason I brought it up last time is because I was thinking the same fucking thing. I was like, this bitch is coming and swimming at this pool <laughs> and then leaving. That's the only reason I brought it up last time because I'm literally sitting here going, what's this bitch doing? And then I was like, you know what? It seems like she's coming here. She don't live here. She's just swimming. See, and then you like, frog cakes. Oh my God. <laughs> she could be. Watch out for that, y'all. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Financial disclosures. The House of Representatives requires these for congressional candidates they have to file personal ones as well as like campaign ones in both campaigns there were many inconsistencies noted in 2020 he listed his net worth as 5000 and his only income as his 50000 sal- dollar salary from that harbor city capital mm-hmm. then in 2022 he said he was worth between 2.5 and 11 million how'd you go from do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big... I mean, anybody can say they're right. Okay, that's I a big difference. $8 million. Can you prove that I'm not? <laughs> that's true. But it's like, that's a big-ass difference. Like, there's no way. And this included $1 to $5 million in personal bank accounts, a condo in Rio valued at 500000 to $1 million, and business interest were the rest of the money. I mean, once again, does he really think no one can fact check him? Does he think that people have to just take what he says as the truth? I you know. I guess you can check property records. I guess he's just like, no one's going to look. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what he was. He thinking. sounds like the person that told me to apply for a job the one time, and I was like, I don't leave the qualifications. And they were like, just do it. And I just shut it. And I was like, no, <laughs> I am not doing that. <laughs> He reported no property in the U.S. when he previously stated he owned two mansions on Long Island. So it's like, I don't know. He's always doing shit like this. It's like, for what reason? Like, I don't get it. Anyway. People said his campaign spending was frivolous. Like, ridiculous amounts. They, some of the statistics that I found were 40000 in airfares. And go where? Who wants his that I know. The Times said that that was more than most candidates spend on their first election and closer to the amount spent by party leaders who have served in Congress for literal years. 30000 in hotel bills, 14000 in car services. Lord. It's, it's ridiculous. Campaign finance reports listed a company called Cleaner123, as receiving 11000 over four months in rent for campaign staff housing. But it, then it was later found out that Santos and his partner lived there during that time. So, yeah. 
but it was supposedly for campaign staff housing. There was also questions about donations to other campaigns. Santos, Santos's campaign and the PAC that he had set up reported making a combined 180000 in donations to other Republican campaigns. But there were many times where the financial reports of both campaigns did not match up, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I listed a couple of them. Michelle Bond, who was a, f- a first district con- congressional, you know, Republican, you know, whatever it's called, nominee or whatever they call it, had gotten 2900 from him two times, which would equal 5800 but they only saw one $5,000 donation on her end. So, like, on his end, they were claiming they sent two... 2,900 two times, mm-hmm. which, like I said, is a total of 5,800, but they only saw one donation of 5,000 on her end. Okay. Blake Masters, a U.S. Senate in Arizona um, representative or whatever, his PAC's donation was shown to be received, but not another 2,000 from Santos's campaign. So it's like, Every time that there was money, it was like something showed, but not the other one. Yeah, it's kind of weird. He also used a made-up address in the Florida panhandle when he donated that money. So it's like, why is he always using these fake, like, I just don't fucking understand, but whatever. (laughs) He had donated $9,000 to the Trump campaign, of which the first $28,000 hundred is not reported on Trump's side and that was in 2019 there was also this place this this Republican Party called the town of Oyster Bay Republican Party which they found to be non-existent like it doesn't even Uh it's not even real okay (laughs) so there's that there was 2000 to a Nassau County Republican Committee that was not shown on their records either A campaign finance lawyer said it's impossible to believe that all three of these political committees independently lost track of donations from Santos's campaign. Right. I mean, what are the odds? What are the odds? That's what they're saying. Like, what are the odds? Honestly. So it's like they have to be having it happen somewhere. Yeah. No. Okay. But yeah, all three of them happen to lose it. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I know. And in April 2023... Beth Van Dien reported not receiving her half of monies that her and Santos raised in a joint campaign held in July of 2020. It was said to have raised 11600 with 2000 of that going to the expenses for the actual campaign. Mm-hmm. So they should have both received around 5000 after that 2000 right. that they had to spend. But they said they never received it. And Santos's campaign had no comment. There were also unitemized expenses. Like, I don't know. It's kind of insane. You know how, like, we were saying his expenses were getting more and more out of control? Like, hundreds of dollars spent on transportation, hotels, and food around the country. They were constantly... Also, his team was constantly amending reports... And they changed campaign treasures several times, like several times. 
He even had himself listed as the treasurer at one point. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like, okay, sure, that, that checks out. Yeah, it's kind of wild. A lot of the expenses were listed as being $199.99, which is one cent below the $200 like cap at which campaigns are legally required to provide receipts for and disclose the recipients of, okay? Mm-hmm. So they had a total of 37 of these compared to most other campaigns only having around four. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. By the end of the campaign, these unitemized expenses had reached over $365,000. Wow. Yeah. It's it's crazy. They said it was six times that of any other member of Congress from New York. So it's like, why were they doing that? And then, like, it says that they could have been clerical errors. They weren't. Or... The campaign was covering up its actual expenses, which sounds more likely. You know, was he going to anything but him? There's no way any of this money was going anywhere but in his pocket. For real. Spending it on personal shit. Oh, for real. Between between 2021 and 2022, the FEC or Federal Election Commission wrote over 20 letters to Santos's campaign about problems with their disclosure reports. Some concerned contributions that had exceeded the... $2,900 limit that you're supposed to have per cycle. Others talked about contributions coming from anonymous donors. Every time the campaign would respond with amended reports, like any time that they were like, oh, this doesn't check out, they would just amend it. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, they had to know that this was all bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Because eventually, if you're doing it that many times, that's a little ridiculous. It's excessive. I just, it just blows my mind. So it eventually totaled 36 times that these were amended. Jesus. In all for 10 periods in which those reports were required. So there's like 10 periods where they're required. And they were amended 36 times total. Which, I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. There should be, like, a cap on how many times he can amend as well. It's like, either get it right or get the fuck out. But his own attorney denied any unlawful spending of it, of campaign funds, which... Well, I mean, I, why would your attorney I, not? Like, why would they be like, yeah, he's lying? It's going to be for you, you know what I mean? But it's like... I'm not going to, like, I can't imagine any attorney just being like, yeah, he lying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, we know what's up. Fuck your attorney, okay? Orange. They got us, man. <laughs> there were also questions about fictitious, I am also fictitious donors, credit card fraud, and this other place called Redstone Strategies becomes a big part of this. Reporters discovered in late January 2023 that many of the contributions to the 2020 campaign were from people whose names and addresses either did not exist or were made up. All the contributions came through WinRed, which is an online processor of small donor contributions for Republicans. Some were even for real people who denied having donated the amount that was claimed Hmm. to have been donated. There was one instance where there was this guy that says he gave 1,000 by phone after repeated calls, but after that decided not to contribute anymore, but found through his credit card records that there were additional donations made in 2021 and 2022. Almost 15,000 in total. Jeez. When he really only donated a 1,000. Yeah, kind of insane. 
people, check your fucking credit card statements. Yeah. Winred stated to have no record of those transactions, but had been repeatedly accused of signing people up for recurring donations that they never agreed to. And eventually, they did give this particular person back $2,000 of it. $2,000. Big whoopty fucking doodah. The rest was refunded to him, though, by his credit card. I was going to say, that's when you get to the credit card and then say, I'm disputing this because it's a fraudulent transaction. Yeah. There's another lady, Tina Forte. Imagine stealing something from somebody and being like, you know what? I'll give you approximately um, one-eighth of it back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. There's another lady, Tina Forte that was a Republican because this wind ride was used for like all Republicans that that same donor said he found two unauthorized donations to her, you know, campaign candidate. She was in a neighboring district who they had never even heard of, but yeah, he found two unauthorized donations to her campaign. Another woman gave Forte's campaign $25 through WinRed, but found out her card had been charged 5800 which is more than 10 times the donation. Jesus. Yeah. And she said she's never made a donation that big, ever. But that lady received a full refund the next day. Don't Thank God. Exactly <laughs> $0 to political, <laughs> political conference. Same, though. They all have way more money than I could ever hope to have. They can use that shit. For exactly. So then there was questions about this company that I had said, Redstone Strategies, which was supposedly a super PAC, which super PACs are supposed to be independent, unlimited political spending without any legal limit on the donation signs. Okay. And this was set up in support of Santos but was not registered with the FEC as a campaign organization. Oh. It was not known who donated to it or who ran it. But the DeVolder organization and one of Santos's former Harbor City co-workers, the one that lived at this Merritt Island address that he used previously when he was telling bullshit lies before, uh-huh. were listed as officers of a similarly similarly named organization in Florida. Hmm. That's what records showed anyway. There's also no record that Redstone spent any money on advertising for Santos. Redstone described itself as a nonprofit organization, which meant it could spend money on the political front as long as it was not like its main deal. You know what I mean? Like its main thing it was doing. And that it could not support candidates directly. But somehow this place, this Redstone, received $110,000 in 2021 through 76 76 payments from that Tina Forte's campaign, whose treasurer was also same dude from Harbor City. (laughs) Yeah, it's all, you know, it all connects. It's all coming together, my friends. It's kind of insane. So... Forte's campaign had some similar issues to Santos's campaign. 
according to FEC reports, including unnamed donors, 14000 in reimbursements to the candidate for unnamed personal expenses, as well as the allegations that we we're talking about from donors of all unauthorized credit card charges via that WinRed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you'd think she would have got looked into also, but, I mean, whatever. That's not what we're talking about right wow. now, but whatever. So th- at this point, this is when the Brazilian check fraud charges catch up to our little buddy, George. <laughs> As we know, he forged checks stolen from a man his mother was caring for. They were equivalent to about 700 U.S. dollars. He used them to buy clothing. Okay. He used an ID with his photo, but the check owner's name on it. The store owner became suspicious after signatures on two of the checks did not match. He had confessed to the store owner and police that he was responsible, but then in 2013, when the case was coming up to, like, go to court, he was nowhere to be found. He left. He came. He was gone. They were unable to locate him, so the case was archived. But once he was out in the public, obviously, like this, they were able to find him. Right. So... You can't run for office if you're a thief, George. Exactly. So in January of 2023, it was announced they would revive the charges against Santos because his whereabouts were now known, obviously. And in March 2023, prosecutors announced a plea bargain. Then in May 2023, Santos formally settled the bad check charges, agreeing to pay 24,000 Brazilian reis, or what would be equal to 5,000 U.S. dollars. Okay. Most was given to the defrauded salesman, the clerk at the store, whatever. The rest was given to charity. Okay. Craziness. So then this is when we get into his federal indictment, which is still ongoing. So in May of 2023, a grand jury indicted Santos on 13 criminal charges, seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, two counts of making material, materially false statements to the House of Representatives. Because, you know, why not? fucking sucks. Yeah, he's kind of, <laughs> he's kind of the worst. Let's be real. That's my official statement. George Santos. <laughs> George Santos. This guy fucking sucks. This I should guy be the name sucks. of the episode. <laughs> Doesn't ever vote for him again. Okay. Some Allegations against Santos during this, you know, federal indictment were, and and I never discussed this before because I figured I'd save it till the end. This is one other, added to the list of shitty things this motherfucker did, okay? Okay. He applied for and received pandemic unemployment insurance in mid-2020 while still working for Harbor City. Oh, you bitch. Which... The company was unnamed in the indictment, so the name was not given. 24000 in total benefits through April 2021, while he was still drawing his salary from Harbor City. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> so this bitch was out here stealing money <laughs> from people who really needed it because they were really out of jobs. <laughs> okay. Clearly, clearly he thought it was okay. 
bit. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. It's been a day. <laughs> my mind is melting. I told my husband that her aim. I was like, my mind is melting. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. <laughs> also, that he had $50,000 in money donated to Redstone, which was also not named in the indictment, mm -hmm. transferred into his personal bank accounts to pay for his own personal bills, including credit card payments, car payments, and just buying expensive things. Like luxury designer clothing. He was accused of failing to disclose his income on his 2020 and 2022 House financial forms. He pled not guilty and was given pre-trial release on a $500,000 bond with certain conditions. Like, I'm sorry, but he got in trouble in Brazil and ran to the States. Why on earth would you allow him to be free while he's awaiting any type of... Anyway. Agree, because he clearly finds his way around things. But the the conditions that he is under are that he had to surrender his passport and that his travel is restricted to Long Island, New York City, and Washington, D.C. That's it. Because criminals always abide by the law. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know he's following all the rules because he already has up to this point. <laughs> Also, he refused to resign and thanked the House for waiting for the case to be resolved before taking action against him. He also stated he will run for re-election in 2024. Okay, friend. Yeah, I know. He's delusional. Let's be real. At this point, he's just delusional. Also, there's like a big deal, and this, and I'm only bringing this up because it's in the news currently, and it's like a big deal. There's a big deal about his bond guarantors. And I don't know why. Like, they just are making a big fuss about it. Like, they filed an appeal to a federal judge ruling that they wanted him, the names of these people, the identities of these three people who co-signed the $500,000 bond to be released to the public or whatever well that makes sense he's in politics so if it's somebody true. else who's corrupt their name should be released true and that's why that's why it's in the news right now and it's such a big gonna deal you're going to be a on a bond for a corrupt politician then if you're involved in politics as yeah. well it's only fair that people should know who you're supporting that's why that's why they are saying that it needs to come out but he requested he requested the motion be denied in all respects. He refused to talk about it with any reporters. And when asked why it is important to protect their identities, the only thing that he had to say was, because it is. Hmm. Good reason. Because it is, y'all. Just because it is. Santos's attorneys argued that unsealing the records would make the guarantors suffer great distress. They may lose their jobs. They shouldn't have fucking done it then. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, if you if you think it's a risk, then just don't do don't it. Don't do it. Yeah. They said they may lose their jobs or may suffer physical injury if they were to be made public. I mean, somebody's going to beat their ass? I guess so. Right. I mean, you did it. Deal with it. They said they were already technically revealed, revealed to be family members, not lobbyists, not donors or others seeking to exert influence over the defendant. There's, there's no such thing as technically revealed, either it's revealed or not. 
So they're saying he's already stated that they were family members. He's such a reliable talking source. He's not lying. Like he is going around saying that it was three family members, but it's like, how do we know he's not lying? We don't. That's why they should be released. Yeah, I don't know. He's saying, therefore, they should be exempt from laws requiring disclosure of gifts to Congress members because they are family members. They also claim that Santos himself has been subject to extremely angry, anti-gay and anti-Republican and all-around anti-social attacks. I mean, he probably has. And that's probably true. It has nothing to do with his crime. Like, people just hate on gay people because people suck. Because people are asking to do with what you've done. And I don't hate gay people, and I still think you fucking suck, sir. So Yeah. Let me be clear. I Neither of us hate gay people, but this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> okay? He really does. So his next court date is set for June 30th, so... So we'll find something out. We'll have an update. I'm sure there'll be some goodies coming around the corner, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, but that's all I have. I know, it was a lot, and I'm sorry. (laughs) If it seems too good to be true, and it seems too fucking fake to be true, it definitely fucking is. (laughs) And we hate this guy. Okay. (laughs) George Santos. This guy fucking sucks. It's his next kid's we got a campaign slogan for you, buddy. Hit us up or some more. Yeah. yeah, we're not saying he sucks because he's gay. He's just gay and he sucks. And he sucks. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you want to find us on Facebook, we're at Too Good to Be True Podcast. We're on Instagram and TikTok at Too Good to Be True Pod. If you want to find us there. If you'd like to email us, it's too good to be true pod at outlook.com. If you can't remember that, guess what? It's in the show notes. If you want to send us a voice note or if you'd like to monetarily support us, also in the show notes. And next week, I'm getting back to my all things murdery. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good one. I mean, not that murder's fun, not murder is not fun. I mean, maybe some people think it's fun. <laughs> I don't. It's going to be more... It's going to be more interesting. Fun. Yeah, it's, there's it's a lot going on. It's going to be another two-parter because I guess that's what I like to do now. So we're going to have it kind of... That's your new thing? Yeah. We're going to have kind of a long one coming up. But it's less... I mean, there's financial stuff going on, obviously, but there's murder that goes into it as well. So stay yeah. with us, and next week we're going to have um, a little bit of a darker episode, or a couple of darker episodes. Yeah. I think we will, for a while, have a couple a couple more dark episodes lined up here. So Yeah. So look forward to that. Look forward to that, and thanks for joining us on this ride. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. out of here and I'm like what if we see underwear guy again
that if, it, if that ever happens again, it's just like it. I was so shocked by it the first time that I just didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't look away. But in my mind, the only thing happening was underpants. <laughs> that literally scene from Boy Meets World where Corey sees Topanga and Sean in their underpants, and he's just like, underpants. Huh? Look, that's the only thing I was thinking. And if it happens again, I can't guarantee that that's not going to go to my that would be hilarious though. Cause literally, not gonna lie, if I saw him, wouldn't know because I was not looking at his face. If I saw I know you I know he had red and blue underpants on. I, I, I was looking right at the underpants. <laughs> I was like he was like, shocked by us when we were fighting. Cause he ran out to grab the dog and he was like <laughs> and he slashed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm her growing out your tooth. Get your dog. Stay in the day kissing all the way out. I was like, whatever, dude. Get your dog. <laughs> 